You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Talk about the football gods, Iniesta. You just channeled him, and what did he do? He, he, he launched four goals against Victory the other day in the Asian qualifier. Yeah, he was he was superb, wasn't he? Well, for Victory to go overseas to score three goals and lose, ouch! <laughs> well, it's a tremendous effort. I mean, one player's been rewarded out of all of that, though. Nick D'Agostino getting the Socceroos call. Yes, and quite rightly so. Look, he mm. he he has always looked to me as the sort of young man you need to promote, you need to support because. What they what those young players need is confidence at every level, and he's he's an animal. He's a beast. He's got he's got it in him. Mm. So if he can go to the next level, it'd be super exciting. Um, um, but uh, Iniesta, what a talent! Still, how old is he? Thirty nine, fifty. He's ageless, I think. He's ageless. Yes. Look, he he's getting paid still, about as much money as the entire A League combined. Quite possibly, but <laughs> but when they return results like that, uh, mm. you know. Excellent stuff. What did you make of it? Did you pull your hair out? Uh, You've well, got enough was, hair to pull. It, it was it was certainly uh, thrilling end to end stuff and confronting. Um, yes, uh, heartbreaking for yeah. sure. But uh, I was going into the game with very low expectations. Sure, Victory exceeded them and then gave me hope, and then <laughs> then tore it tore it down. That's in the, the last worst minute. thing about football. It gives you hope, <laughs> and it just takes it away from you. But you know, we talk about hope. We talk about hope. Mm-hmm. Um, a little earlier this season, I was at Amy Park and I caught up with a young woman called Kate Kuyate and she has three daughters who all love the game. Uh, they're all super talented. Um, the eldest one, of course, had to break the ice and she's done all the heavy lifting. And the youngsters that have followed, they're just cruising. They've just picked up on what the older sister went and they've gone, we can do better, <laughs> which is what happened with younger <laughs> sisters. Uh, they, they're super talented. They, they come from a fabulous family. Uh, Kate joins us, and she's, I think it's in Kyneton. Where are you, Kate? Yeah, we're in Kyneton okay. down at the Kyneton District Soccer Club. Fantastic. Uh, via Zoom again, we've got Ron Cole. And who do I see there looking resplendent in her tracky dacks? Aisha. Aisha, how are you? Good, thank you. Now, I didn't say anything wrong, did I? Your elder sister did all the heavy lifting and, and, and yeah. the rest of you just come along and just having fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ron, if I can jump in here, um, you, you guys have done something tremendous. Um, we should mention that when Kate spoke to me at the at Amy Park a number of weeks back, and it is quite a half a, half a season ago, um, the the we got to talking about you know re- regional football uh, grassroots football and Kate was very quick to tell me you guys had had a ground only problem was you couldn't play too many games at it uh, because there was a problem with drainage uh, is that right Ron Yeah that's correct George usually <laughs> um, we get to about end of June and we get the, uh, the the first winter rains if we get twenty mils or over. Uh, the ground just turns to a mud heap and, and we're off there. We can't train. We can't play. Our games have to be moved away. So, yeah, it's, it's not really good. Well, we got you guys on the radio and you gave us a sense that uh, you had a challenge and we wished you well at the time. Um, uh, Kate's rung me again and she's gone, do you know what? Some of those football gods uh, now have found us a way to access some money to help us get the ground playable. Now, Give us the update. What's the latest version? Is it the local member has done whatever they've could, they, they could, 
and has the state government or the federal government come in? Who, who are the key players that have helped to make a, a poor decision a very good one? Well, we went through uh, Macedon Ranger Shire Council and we, we put in, in conjunction with them an application to the state government in the uh, World Game Funding stream yep. uh, to upgrade, upgrade our ground and we got the great news about just over a week ago that we were successful with the application. Uh, our local member rang me and, and gave me the news. So, um, yeah, we've uh, been lucky enough to get $500,000 from the state government through the World Game Funding uh, and Macedon Ranger Shire Council are putting in $250,000 as well to um, upgrade our ground. What has the reaction been from everyone at the club in, in relation to this news? Because I know you've been waiting for it for a long time. Oh, look, it's been fantastic. Everybody's um, over the moon and really excited about it and, and trying to get through this season so we can uh, get onto a decent ground next year. I was going to say... But yeah, there's a, real, there's a real air of expectation about it and everybody's really looking forward to, to it happening. Well, Isha, Amy and Caddy, I'm sure, will benefit. But the thing is now, this, this comes about because suddenly we've got a Women's World Cup coming and everyone's now looking to help the game grow at every level. Uh, is that your view too, Ron? Is that why oh, we've look, been is, fortunate to get to get some money? Yes, it is, It is, George. I mean, we're um, in the situation here. Football Victoria are, are looking to have a 50-50 gender split by, I think it's the year 2025. Uh-huh. Um, we're currently sitting, last year we had um, female participation at the club was 42%. Um, and 58% male, so we're well on the way to that 50-50 gender split. So we're, our female participation is growing, and and obviously to have a good playing surface is uh, something that will keep attracting the, the young girls and the old girls down there to play. <laughs> what about dressing rooms? Is that the next stage of uh, development and you need more money for that? Well, that's where um, this, this stream of funding we were actually targeting for uh, more female-friendly change rooms. Yep. Uh, facilities, but obviously with the um, sports rorts taking away our our money for the ground um, about three years ago, four years ago, whatever it is now, uh, we've had to change our tack a little bit and um, obviously the ground is one of the, the most important things. Without a ground, you can't play, obviously, which Too we sure. know. Yeah. So we, we've had to basically um, change our tack about where we went and obviously now that's probably put us about 10 years back on on where we were because this funding should have gone towards or we would have actually applied for female-friendly change rooms. So I'm just wondering, there is a state election, uh, as we know, coming very soon, around about November, but there's a federal election before then and uh, we're hearing from both sides. Everyone depends on which side of the fence you're on. It's either pork barrelling or it's uh, doing something meaningful for the community. My, my view is let's keep talking about it and we may be able to find a way to uh, get more distribution to those grassroots clubs that really need it. As you say, you were on the cusp and you've lost some money that should have been there. Uh, as we know, that area is bustling. Uh, how many women are actually, uh, you know, t- are you turning back or are you able to accommodate all of them who are asking and wanting to play? We're a, we're a very inclusive club, George. We don't turn anybody away. Fantastic. Everybody's welcome down here and, and we'll always find them somewhere to play. So it's not a case of if you come down and there's not a team, we'll tell you to go away. No, we, we, we take everybody and, like I say, we if we have to, we'll create another team so that we can keep people 
keep people playing the sport. Kate, if, if you want to jump in, I just wanted to ask how important the club's been in, in your life and, and for your family. Oh, look, it, it's been the best thing that we've ever done for our <laughs> girls, obviously with three girls. Um, we were looking for a sport for them to play and a club that was going to be inclusive Um a club that was going to be inclusive for them and it was going to look after our girls and provide them with a safe, uh, welcoming environment for them to play in, which is exactly what we have down here in Kyneton. We've just had um, our, two of our younger, our under-8s and our under-10 girls training just now. We've literally just finished that. And the feel of, you know, the girls feeling like they've got their pride in their team, they've got pride in their club, and that's ultimately what we wanted for our kids. And um, the club's provided that, you know, the fact that it's so welcoming and so inclusive of everybody is fantastic. And like we were saying before, the next step forward for us is to have, you know, those specific uh, female change rooms so that the girls, the kids, the um, the younger girls, the teenage girls especially, and the women have got a um, secure environment where they can um, leave all their belongings. They've got dedicated change rooms that are specifically for them. They don't have to worry about sharing with the men um, or the boys and having that space for the girls so we can really, you know, we're, we're doing so well with our female participation. Like Ron said, we're nearly up to 50% females um especially with the younger kids it's just fantastic and that's that's the environment that i want for my girls uh isha i I can see you looking over mum's shoulder there uh are you excited about the prospect of a women's world cup and games being played in victoria yes i'm really excited i want to go and see like all of them especially the matildas play you know uh, the young matildas have been given a fantastic opportunity to uh participate in international competition and uh, come August of this year the young Matildas will be going to um, uh, overseas to play in in uh, in, a, in, a, in a part of the world that not too many people know about but uh, they've got uh, two I think uh, two squads getting ready mm. uh, the matches will be played in it's Costa Rica George. it's Costa Rica so that's, that's a right. fair trek you, you... it is a, it is a long way away um, but for me, what's very exciting is we're going to see the next crop, the kip, the, the girls mm. that will be pushing the Matildas, the current Matildas, all the way to the finish line uh, for when, you know, the coaches need to pick the the final squad mm. to play in the Women's World Cup. Um, what's the Women's World Cup, the idea of having a Women's World Cup just around the corner, Isha? Um, is the competition already between you, Amy and Caddy? Um, Or are you just pushing them back and saying, come on, it's my time, my time? I I mean, I love watching them play and everything, but I don't know how I'd feel if we were ever on the same team as each other. Wow. I think, um, I I just don't know how it'd be playing the same team as my sister because I'd probably just want to kick a ball at her face most of the time. <laughs> is that the competitive streak? Is that that competitive streak? Must be your father. I can't see it. Your mother being 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 like that. Yeah. Your mother. Your mother's all about love and music and harmony. Uh, it must be the the competition that dad has. That competitive yeah, streak. Yeah, we're all pretty competitive. <laughs> Kate, what did you do when when, when you married I don't that know. man? He's- it certainly doesn't come from me. There's yeah. not a competitive bone in my body, but uh, yeah. Speak speak to me about that. And Ron too, uh, just let, give us a sense. 
what's this news meant to the to the game in this country, to the game in this state, uh, men and women? Um, how much how much noise is 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 uh, coming out of this women's World Cup down under being played between uh, in Australia and also in New Zealand? Oh, look, I think it's a it's a fantastic thing for the region. I think it's a fantastic thing for our sport. Uh, it's only going to keep keep the participation levels growing and and you hear people talking about it all the time. Uh, it's going to be fantastic to see and I can't wait for it to start. I think it's really important that um, that as as female, you know, sports players, that our girls have got actual role models that they can go and see, you know, this is an amazing opportunity for the younger generation, you know, like Aisha, she's sort of, you know, nearly 16, but for the younger girls who are, you know, 10 and uh, 7, it's an amazing opportunity for them to be able to see, you know, sports women at their prime and, you know, be able to go down to Melbourne and watch some games of their, where they're playing people from all around the world and have that inspiration, you know, in our in our home country. It's it's pretty amazing. Well, well, there you're a remarkable multicultural family. This this for me, the opportunity for the girls to see international competition in their backyard is is something very very special. Um, tell me, uh, Isha, who who is your fan favourite? Who who is your favourite Matilda? Um, probably. Ellie Carpenter. All right. Okay. Uh, the, the flash on the right-hand side of the field <laughs> who, who, who runs like a greyhound. Uh, what about uh, Amy and, and Caddy? Do they have favourites? Um, Caddy's, I think, is maybe Mary Fowler. Ah, yeah, okay. And then Amy's um, is Steph Catley. Of course. There you go. So the three of you have done pretty well. You've you've identified three of the, the brightest sparks in the Matilda camp. Young Mary Fowler is uh, – Kate, what's it like watching uh, someone – as as beautifully gifted as 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 uh, Mary Fowler play, uh, knowing she comes from again um, Papua New Guinea heritage mm. and is it Irish? Yeah, she's got a whole yeah. a lot of passport stamps, but I'm pretty sure you've you're nailed on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's amazing. Like, I think you know, Luke, growing up in in a small t- country town, I think it's. You know, something that we lack here in Kyneton is cultural diversity. You know, we're the cultural diversity in Malmesbury. There's not much more than us. And um, and I think for me as a parent, for my girls to be watching the sport that they love yep. and to see Indigenous players, you, then you've got, you know, uh, is it Princess Abibi? Yep. Um, all these other amazing players who come from a range of different backgrounds, all there representing Australia, yep. doing amazing things for the sport. But I can't ask for more you know, fabulous role models for my girls. Well, uh, we've got our producer here tonight, Pakua. He's also a uh, host of our women's football show. And I got a big thumbs up in the background uh, when you named those three players. So so good taste. <laughs> Super taste. <laughs> Absolutely. So we all know the most important thing after you watch the Matildas is being able to go out and uh, and try and emulate them on, on the field. So uh, you must be excited next season uh, to be able to not miss any more training sessions or have to go on those long drives when the when the games get shifted. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, Ron, uh, let me just take this opportunity to say uh, it's it's been quite some time uh, since we heard uh, the the news uh, that you needed some support, and it's great to see that uh, both council and state government have seen fit to uh, support the club 
and offer you something in the vicinity of what is it, seven hundred and fifty thousand, that uh, yep. is likely to come now. And and uh, what would you need to get the um, the uh, the um, uh, the change rooms now modified or or renovated? How much more would oh, you need? We're we talking another quarter mil. We're probably looking around about the same, probably somewhere in the vicinity of five. 500 to, to 750 to, okay. to get what we really need, yeah, right. as okay. far as change, female-friendly change rooms, toilet facilities, all the rest of it, storerooms, all that sort of stuff. Well, that's the but, next project. Uh, that's our next project at FNR. <laughs> We're going to try and, and get uh, everyone involved uh, to talk uh, as often as we can to, to not only council, but not only state government, but to the federal government. There are two big elections coming up. There must be an opportunity to, uh, to strike a nerve, Ron, you know what that means. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and, I and, and uh, Kate, once again, thank you for giving us an opportunity and a heads up as to what's been happening and to hear that the Isha, uh, Amy and Caddy uh, are getting excited about a Women's World Cup. Uh, listen, keep it up. Keep, keep us in the loop. And congratulations. And, and once again, congratulations uh, on, the, on the amount of money that's coming out. And uh, we would love to get down there and see a game. When's the new season start? Uh, the season kicks off uh, 24th, of 24th of April. 24th of April, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe we'll go next year when it's all done up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New get, well, get ready, Ron. 12 months from now, <laughs> we're going to have a, a, a road trip from <laughs> Melbourne to Kyneton. George, if you could uh, get Bridget McKenzie and give her a road trip to Kyneton in June or July, I'd be more than happy to see her. See what we can do for you. Ron Cole, Kate Kutaya, and Amy, or Isha rather. Amy's Amy's nearby always. I, I can always tell. She's training at the moment. Oh, she's training. Well, thank you, Isha. All the very, very best, darling. And uh, once again, to, thank you to Mum and uh, to Ron. I really appreciate you taking the opportunity to join us and to give us a, a, an update on what's been happening uh, in Kyneton uh, and the good news that the club now has quite some money uh, and, and an opportunity now to make that ground, which can be unplayable whenever it rains, uh, very much playable because the new drainage system is going to make a huge difference. Thank you, guys. All the very, very best. All right. Thanks Thank for you. Bye-bye. 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 Isn't that great? Nice to have a happy ending to one of these oh, stories. We need, uh, the, we amount need. Of, the amount of spots we've done about insufficient facilities, all this kind of stuff that it's just an epidemic, especially here in Victoria with so many uh, clubs struggling to just find space to play. And it's nice to check in with one of the clubs that we've had on a little while ago and the disappointment that we saw last time out when they missed out on funding uh, to see it come back around and they've they've finally got approved. Look, time and time again, we've seen um, uh, the AFL in this country play a very strategic game. Mm. They, do it, they do it better than anybody. And uh, I'm still fascinated how the state government can offer up $200 million, $220 million to the AFL to help them renovate their own product called Marvel Stadium. I don't know how that works. Um, but mm, it's, New uh, Brownlow rooms versus yeah, a yeah, community oh, club oh, who's yeah, got yeah, a flooded yeah. pitch. I look, mean, look if, we're talking, if we're talking about Victorians and all Victorians, regional Victoria... Everyone's talking about a Commonwealth Games coming. Uh, Let's make sure that regional Victoria gets as much support as possible, especially with uh, what's happened with COVID. We've seen more and more families make a decision to no longer, uh, you know, struggle in the heart of the city. They've decided that they want some room and they're going out Mm. to to regional Victoria. Well, let's make sure whoever, whichever government is in play, 
uh, let's make sure that we give them every opportunity, not only to live uh, a, a life that, uh, that's uh, that's well balanced and uh, and uh, and healthy, but let's make sure they have the infrastructure and and, and uh, facilities needed to uh, make sure that their competitive days and their days of relaxation are uh, done properly. It'd be fantastic to mm. see another half a million dollars. I know it, it, it sounds a lot of money, but when you think about a community facility that has change rooms and is playable throughout the season. Uh, we saw um, Melbourne City, I mentioned it once before, one of the smart things they did at Bandura, they they put a 24-hour pitch, a 24-7-day uh, pitch, they put a, an artificial pitch down and allowed 32 schools access to that, that particular mm. facility. Now, that's that's a remarkable thing to do. I'm just wondering with the decommissioning if that artificial pitch is still available to those schools. I would hope so uh, because that's that's something you don't want to lose. Mm. Great, great, great out, outcome. Uh, I wonder if it's been returned to La Trobe and La Trobe now makes it available to the schools. That would be ideal. We'd have to check hopefully, up on that. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll have okay. to do our research. But, uh, George, before we go, Socceroos squad? Uh, yeah, you asked. This is the question you're going to ask yeah. me uh, about young Bruno Fornaroli. Yes, well, okay. 34 years young, to yeah. be precise. Look, he's not the first uh, uh, um, Australian, uh, new Australian, mm. that's been snaffled up and uh, given uh, you know access to playing elite sport. I can remember, and you wouldn't remember this, but it was a number of years ago, we had a couple of Russians, very much in the news, um, a pole vaulter and uh, a high jumper and uh, or a triple jumper. Um, they were so good and they were given uh, a fast entry into Australia and they were given a special dispensation to participate in an Olympic Games. So, uh, ask me the question again. Bruno Fornaroli for the Socceroos. I don't have a problem. There are all these people out there saying, why don't you play the youngsters? Um, on one level, we need results. Bruno is going to give you something that the youngsters mm. may not be able to give you. Look, the Agostinis and, uh, Agostinos and others... Yes, they need the opportunities to play and and they would be, uh, you know, buoyed by the chance to, to don the uh, the Socceroos jumper. But I just think uh, one one thing that we lack at the moment is that cutting edge. In fact, we've, we've lacked it for a lifetime. Um, we had Viduka and, and there were people mm. who complained about Viduka uh, because Viduka's mark was never allowed to play his proper role. He, was, he always had to accommodate the, the, the players around him. Could you imagine if we had a team that allowed Viduka to express himself? <laughs> oh, dear. That would have been quite something. Uh, it, it didn't happen. We've got an opportunity now to give uh, Bruno. Bruno will not let us down. Uh, he will play. I can imagine how proud he'd be. Um, given, given a half an inch, he might just squeeze a goal or two that will make a difference. Well, it'll be very interesting if we do make it to the inter- intercontinental playoff and we play Uruguay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a live possibility at the moment, uh, George. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Do you risk Fornaroli in a game like that? Absolutely. <laughs> that could be oh, interesting. I, I, I couldn't think of anything more exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, can you amazing. imagine letting him, letting him loose? Listen, I'm, I'm currently on the Uruguay wagon because there's a young man who's just joined Spurs called Beton Kerr. Mm. And um, he's he's I'm I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I've always been a fan of Bentanko. He seemed to stall a little bit at Juve, but he maybe needed a, a fresh start. Yeah, yeah. And what do you make of young Kulusevski? 
Oh, he's he's a hell of a player. I've always been a fan Ooh. of him. I mean, he's he's this delicate technical player in a big boy's body. <laughs> yeah, he is. And that's a dangerous combination. And smarts. Mm. I, I'm seeing him doing things and 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 offering uh, others an opportunity to to come into the game and and to join the the forays going forward. And Spurs have exciting. to be the most unpredictable team oh, in world football at the moment. Win, loss. Actually, yeah. maybe it is predictable. It's just if they won last week, they're going to lose this week, and oh, vice thanks versa. For thanks for that. Well, <laughs> we're playing. We're not. We're not. We're not playing any easy beats. Mm. We're playing West Ham. Mm. Uh, is the game away or at, or at, at, at Tottenham? That's the the big question mark. Not that it'll make any difference because, again, as uh, Josh mentioned, uh, it's been one week win, uh, and it doesn't matter who. We play. We, we've played. We've beaten the champions twice this year. We're the we're the only team that have beaten Manchester City. Mm, got twice. the best record against Manchester yeah, City. There you go. There you go. And yet, and and yet we we lost to Burnley. Yeah, uh, the oh. games. The, uh, you did lose to Burnley, and the game is at White Hart Lane. So. Oh, mm, um, but go. back to the Socceroos. Um, other big talking points. Denny Jonro gets the call up this time. I, I think Jonro uh, is just a, a marvelous young player. Mm. Uh, who's really finding his feet uh, in in Europe. And uh, look, I, I've liked him from the first day he ran onto the pitch playing for City, uh, even in the, in, the, in, the, in the youth team. I thought what he was doing, along with the likes of Najarine and, and others, um, they, were, they were, you could see Azani, and they, they seemed to have that lovely um, mm. uh, elegance. Uh, you know, it, it's called football alarm. They they play with a with a with a life force that's very different. It's not heads down, the ball's there. They would look up and and make their way around the ground. And that's when you see that in a footballer, it's always exciting. It's always exciting. Nathaniel Atkinson got a call up as well, which is big. Uh, no such luck for his teammate Cami Devlin, who's done his hamstring at an inopportune time. Otherwise, he might have been in the frame. Well, you know, in sport and in life. Uh, opportunities avail themselves. You've just got to be in a position to take advantage. And I say to every young player, don't be intimidated by the opportunity. Embrace it. Uh, you know, this is what it's about. This is what you train for. This is what you dream about. Um, let, allow the nerves to to go right through you, but don't let them scare you. Don't let them paralyze you. We saw a young kid called Cam Smith. Uh, he only won about $5 million playing golf the other day. Uh, and, he, and the shots that he played, he had to play to get him into that final uh, green to, to, to strike and win mm. by a shot. You have to be brave. If he had wanted to lay up, there'd be no, there's no glory. You know, they say no guts, no glory. You've got to have the courage of your convictions. You've got to have the courage of, of your talent. You've got to have, deep down, a desire and a will to win. And I've said it to you guys from day one. Remember when we were talking broadcasting? Don't be afraid. You, you know the sport. Mm. You know the you know the people we're talking about. Just have fun. Just have fun. And don't do what some journalists want to do, and that is um, play politics. Mm. Just if you do your craft, if you do your business, if you do you, you know your, uh, your your career justice. You'll always benefit, and, and and the viewer and the and the uh, and your listener will also benefit out of it because they'll they'll learn something, um, and uh, it's not about you know being at the centre. It's about just doing the job, and if you do it well, you'll be rewarded many many times over. Well, 
the Socceroos playing against Japan. It's a it's a big one. It's, yeah, look, I've, tough... I've got an invitation to go, but and and the problem is, I'd love to go, but I don't want to jinx the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I I, always, I think we get better results when I'm not there. The only time, the only time, and and this stems from that horror moment when something happened at the MCG and we were playing that team mm. and that serial pest ran onto the ground. And from that day on, I've always felt if I hadn't have gone, <laughs> it may, things may have been different. Maybe we, if you'd been working security, things would be yes. different. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that – I don't – look, again, ask the question, mm. how in heaven's name did he get in there? Did he use an AFL pass? Mm, perhaps. But, perhaps, uh, hey? Oh, dear. Well – Skullduggery. Yes. Uh, this one, I – Personally, I have no issue with Bruno playing for the Socceroos. I think we we need we have a striker shortage at the moment. Yep. Uh, with Taggart out of action and and Jamie McLaren's going to miss the Saudi yep. Arabia game. Uh, Nikita Rukovitsia well, couldn't get into the country. Uh, so uh, the options were thin on the ground. And Fornaroli offers something that most of our forwards don't, which is the ability to receive the ball to yep. feet, correct, and hold it up and play in a teammate. And even at thirty four, even when you know he's not the best Bruno that we've seen in the That's A-League. True. That's true. Uh, you know, after he, I think, broke his ankle at City, I don't think he's quite been the same player, but he's still very effective. He's still been carrying a Perth Glory team that has honestly been quite poor this year. Uh, no sign of Daniel Sturridge. So no. the responsibility's fallen to him. So I have no real problem with with Fornaroli playing a role in this in this qualifier. We've got plenty of uh, Socceroos in the squad who'd barely even been to Australia before they were selected. Correct. Um, but just because they're not naturalised foreign citizens. I mean, Bruno Fornaroli spent more time in the country than Fran Karacic or Martin Boyle. So. Have you ever listened to Harry Souter speak? Mm. Yeah, it's exactly. A, a great Australian accent he has. <laughs> not. Uh, and we've always had... Uh, Migrants in our national team. Of course we have. Look, think of, of the seventy-four We're team. A nation of migrants. Ba- barely in a barely in a skip accent among them. The boys <laughs> that, that went with Raleigh to the World Cup. So uh, well, Oja, that's not Oja, quite true. Ojakov, but... Ojakov, yeah, great player. No, Nori Alston still speaks with a with an English accent. He does, and it, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change. No, a thing. you wouldn't. No, so no, and no. that's I think that's a, a simplistic simplistic view. the 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 real thing is is how we get to this situation in the first place. Yep, and. He won't even let if, us down. And even if we do have, you know, an elite striker up front, does it change the equation? Yes and no. I think the Socceroos' biggest problem in recent games has been a failure to not only create scoring chances but also control the pace of the game and keep possession when they needed to. And I think that was the clearest uh, obstacle in Oman in the last 10 minutes where we brought off Aaron Moy and we, we lost not the keep the ball. That's right. Look, at b- bossing the game, there's a reason why it's called mm. bossing the game. And the minute you lose that, then you're, you're, you're open to everything that comes with it. Uh, speaking of bossing the games, who's going to boss the, uh, the preliminary final and who's going to boss the derby uh, on Saturday night at Amy? Um, and the stakes are huge. Yes. Well, victory making the trip back from Japan, I think, hands the advantage to City. Uh, not sure if the players that have been caught up, like McLaren and, and Leckie, will play a part or not. Haven't looked into that. So that that could change the equation slightly. But uh, as for the uh, the dub, the A-League women's, Myself and Pakua differed again in our predictions this week. Pakua okay. thinks uh, City's going to do it, but oh, I, love I, that woman. I think I think victory. I'm loving that woman. I, I I worry about her EPL stats, but she she has a really good side. She's an Arsenal woman. 
um, and she's got a pretty exciting team. Actually, no, I remember now. She actually abstained from uh, giving she? a prediction, but I can tell she Gee. thinks City's going to win. Um, <laughs> uh, they're just via ESP. <laughs> and uh, I think Victory are uh, just riding a, riding a wave at the moment. They've, there's some good vibes in that, that team. I think sometimes you just hit upon a good good dynamic. Molina Ayres coming in at the perfect time might be the difference maker again. All right. Okay, so you've gone for victory mm-hmm. and victory. Is that how you've gone? Uh, I think I think City might get the job done in the men's. Ooh, okay. I think it might okay. be a split. Okay. All right. Well, it was a split last time. Mm. Uh, so the stakes are, are really up. Um, very interesting. I, I'm going to go, as I normally do, <laughs> uh, with a bold call. I'm going to go City and City. I'm shocked. <laughs> Aren't you shocked? <laughs> they won't go let him City. into the chairman's otherwise. <laughs> All right, that's all from us here at State of Our Football Nation. We'll catch you again next week. But don't miss the Lions Den back. Preston Lions back in the studio tonight, 8 o'clock. We've got both head coaches coming in, Louis Etzewski from the men's team and Dan Fodden of the women's. Their season kicks off this weekend, so stay tuned for that. Imagine the Lions at FNR. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR.